You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. Hey, what did the Apostle Paul mean when he spoke to those in Romans chapter 11 about Gentiles being grafted in to what is called Israel and to the Jew? What could it mean? Let's find out. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. Well, hey, welcome to this edition of our podcast, The Real Life Podcast Together. And first of all, we're very uh, thankful that so many people are signing up, subscribing. Uh, that That's huge because it gives us great encouragement. That's the best thing that you can do is to encourage us by subscribing or sharing with others uh, and having them subscribe. Uh, as you know, if you've been with us, we do not shy away from topics that are uh, making the news today uh, in light of scripture. And for that matter, because it's a podcast, we take on just about anything and everything. But I want to stay in the lane right now of where everyone is at in the world. Now, at the time of this recording, I have to say this because things are going so fast. At the time of this recording, um, what I'm going to be talking about, things could change momentarily. And um, so what I want to do right now is address something that is just continuing to spool up. And I mentioned to you guys sometime back in a previous podcast at least once, and that is I believe that we are seeing right now regarding the Israeli-Palestinian war issue, I believe that we are seeing a necessary, a well-overdue uh division taking place in what is called the church in the world. Uh, this is necessary. You say, Jack, what do you mean? Uh, isn't division bad? No, it is not. Division is bad when there are those who, according to the Bible, so discord among the brothers and divide brothers. God says, I hate that. And whoever divides brothers uh, within the church, God says, I will punish them. 
So God knows how to take care of his church. I'm talking about division when it comes in the sense of separation. Just like Jesus will eventually do in the day of earthly judgment in his return to earth. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus will sit upon the throne of David, the Bible says. Now, this is important because Jesus has never sat upon the throne of David. He's not sitting upon the throne of David even now. He must physically return to Israel, Israel. He must physically return to Jerusalem, Jerusalem, and he must sit upon the throne of David according to the ancient Hebrew prophets for 1,000 years. The Greek word is millennia or millennium. Stands for 1,000. Christ will then implement his government. He will show the world how government is supposed to be like uh, by the uh, ordaining of God. Remember, God is the one who has invented government. Man invents politics. God invents government. God gives government, man doesn't like it, and so he politicizes it and tries to take control. Remember this, uh, man messes up everything he touches, okay? Everything he touches, he's, he screws up. It's terribly messed up by man. The environment, man does that. Uh, money, man does it. Faith, man messes it up, all of that. And in light of that, and in that genre of thinking, I want to talk about something that man is messing up right now. And um, this is going to generate some thought in your life because you're going to be tempted to either obey the Bible and let the Bible speak for itself in its entirety, or you're going to have to uh, choose to be someone who would rather esteem uh, the doctrines of men and the traditions of men more than the Word of God. So I want you to listen to this carefully. It's out of the book of Romans chapter 11. The apostle Paul is speaking, Romans 11. And Paul says, I say then, verse 1, has God cast away his people? That's the Jews. Certainly not. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham and of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. That's an important statement right there. It'll make sense in a moment. Or do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars and alone I am left and they seek my life. But what does the divine response say to him? That is Elijah. I have reserved for myself 7,000 men whom I, whom have not bowed the knee to Baal. Even so then at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. See, a lot of people talk about the, uh, election of grace, the remnant being that of Gentiles. There is the doctrine of election regarding the Gentiles. There's no doubt about it, okay? Book of Romans chapter 8 makes this clear, as does Ephesians chapter 1. But in Romans 11 here, Paul is now speaking to the, the Benjamites, that's who he was a tribe of, the Israelites, that's Paul's, national identity, 
that he's in association with, and uh, the God who reached out to the Jew. Paul was a Jew. So Paul, to me, is amazing because he's a Jew who got saved, we would say, in our Gentile vernacular, who in all reality, this is <laughs> in all reality, He's the perfect picture of what God intended from the beginning. God gave the revelation to the Jew. God gave the gospel first in the book of Acts to the Jew. But the Jews, as a nation, rejected God's revelation and took what they had made to be Judaism. God said, okay, listen. I'm going to send this gospel message to the Gentiles. I'll come back to you guys later. Right? And so the gospel has gone out to all the world over these last 2,000 years. God never said, that's it. The Jews, Israel, uh, you're done. A lot of people are talking about that today. And I mentioned it before, and I'll say it again. That's heretical. It's heretical on many fronts to say that God has divorced himself from the Jews and that God is done with the Jew personally, and that God is finished with the house of Israel. That's impossible, my friends, because when Jesus Christ returns, he returns to Israel. You need to think about that for a moment. Israel has to be in existence for Christ to return in the second coming. The Jerusalem that we know of has got to be intact for Christ to return in the second coming. For the throne of David to be established with Christ upon the throne of David as promised to King David and as promised to Abraham, Jerusalem has to be intact. All right? God will save them and establish them as a nation, but who is it that God saves? Those who are the elect of Israel. The people who are Jews that even not known to you and I, not known to maybe even them now, but it will be known to them later. Maybe it's happening now. Maybe God is pulling up the veil at this late hour. But there will be Jews who will come out of, listen, who will come out of the traditions of men called Judaism. Now, this is going to offend a lot of people, but I'm not saying it to offend anybody. I'm saying it to get you to think. How about this? Let me soften it this way. Saying you're a Christian doesn't make you a Christian. Saying that you believe in Christianity doesn't make you a Christian. Um, going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Having membership in any denomination doesn't make you a Christian. Just like saying that you are a Jew doesn't make you a Jew. Just like saying that you are Israeli uh, doesn't make you true... Uh, as an Israeli, as God would have it. You may have Israeli citizenship. Um, and that is a fact. And just like I have American citizenship, but I'm not trusting in my American citizenship for my identity as an American. I choose to be an American. You have to choose to be an American if you live in America. Uh, I don't have the DNA of, of American. Now, if you're an Israeli, uh, you can be an Israeli, but not have Hebrew blood in you. But you can also have Hebrew blood in you and say you're an Israeli and not even believe in God. So you're not even really a true, true Hebrew as one who follows Abraham. But you have the national 
a passport, you've got the flag on your house, and you've got the passport. But inside, God knows the truth. The truth that God knows is what's most valuable to us, and that is, who is a real Christian? Well, those who are believers in the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus as Messiah, Jesus Christ as Lord, and God knows that in his foreknowledge. Well, who is a true Jew? Ah, same thing. Those who are truly worshipers of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ as Messiah, that uh, are of the house of Israel, those who believe in him, they are the true remnant. But has God cast away Israel forever? That's the question today. There's a lot of famous Christian leaders today on the internet, podcasts, all over the place, saying Israel is an illegitimate nation, and the Jews have lost their chance for salvation because they rejected the opportunity for salvation when Christ came. That is heresy. It is absolutely in fact, it's not only heresy, it's also disgusting. Jesus warned in the book of Revelation, he said that he will deal with those in the church who call themselves Jews and they are not. Okay, we talked about before replacement theology. Jesus mentions it powerfully. They say they're Jews, Jesus says, but they're not. They're pretenders. Gentiles who say they're Jews are pretenders, and it's a violation to the word and to the will of God. Even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, Romans 11 says, then it is no longer of works, otherwise grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace, otherwise work is no longer work. What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks by the elect, but the elect have obtained it, and the rest were blinded? Just as, as it is written, this is Romans 11 verse 8, God has given them a spirit of stupor, eyes they... Uh, eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear to this very day. And David says thus, let the, their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and bow down their back always. Verse 11, what shall we say then? Have they stumbled? That they should fall? There's a question mark there. Certainly not, says Apostle Paul. But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Now think about that for a moment. They rejected Christ, and there is a blindness upon them. And in fact, the Bible calls it a stupor. It is a God-given blindness whereby there are... Jews who cannot see the truth right now. There have, there have been Jews who cannot see the truth for the last 2,000 years. But listen, have there been Jews for the last 2,000 years that have seen the light of the gospel? Yeah. Have there been Jews? Are there Jews right now that are coming to faith in Yeshua? Yeah. What's going on here? What is God's word saying? That nationally, 
The blindness has fallen upon them as a nation, but there are individual Jews coming to faith in Jesus. That's exactly what Paul is talking about in Romans 11, which makes them, by the way, these who do see. In fact, I was texting back and forth this morning to a good friend, Marty Getz, who's a Jew who is trusting and saved and born again, trusting in Yeshua, Jesus, Messiah. My, my friend, Amir Serfate. I have many Jewish friends who follow the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who are born-again Jews, or we would say Jews born anew. Some, somebody might say Jews that are complete. Why is that the case? Because being complete means they've read the Old Testament, and they've gone right into the New, and they see that the Bible, Old and New Testament, speaks about the same exact Jesus as Messiah. They didn't get bogged down in Judaism, which is the creation of laws, rules, and regulations by rabbis and by traditions that cannot save you. So be careful. Don't get caught up in Christianity by label. Don't get caught up in Judaism by label. And hey, if you're a Muslim right now, uh, you need to get out. You need to come home. You need to come home. You need to get out of the traditions of Muhammad and the, uh, the teachings of the Hadith and Imams. Because, listen, the promise was given to uh, Ishmael, the, the son of Abraham, that you too would be a great nation. But you're not going down the right path right now by following the teachings of Muhammad. Uh, you should have stuck with the promise that, that was given to Hagar and to the sons of uh, and the descendants of Ishmael. Uh, so you need to wake up, just like the Jew today needs to wake up to, to Judaism and get out. You need to, and Christians who are following. Uh, the church and its leaders, you need to get away from the traditions of earthly leaders. And all three of us who, who name the name of Abraham need to get to the salvation of Abraham. And that is Yeshua. That is Jesus as Messiah. Okay. That's important. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Now, if their fall is riches, the Bible here says, for the world and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness, their fullness, speaking of the Jew, speaking of the believing house of Israel. For I speak to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. If by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's verse 14. He, uh, Romans 11 verse 14. That's incredible. Every Christian should be treating every Jew as a potential brother in Christ to provoke them to jealousy because we don't know out of the whole house of Israel, those who are going to accept Christ or not, those who are going to follow Messiah or not. We don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Only God knows. So what does that mean? It presupposes that we treat every Jew with the message of the gospel of Christ. Just like Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3. We get back to the basic. We give every Jew the gospel. 
and those who respond, what do we know? Then we know that God has called them. They're the elect of God and they're coming to faith because the veil is being lifted. Very important. For if their being cast away is the reconciling of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? You see, God didn't throw away the Jew. He pressed pause for a while. And now we're starting to see Jews come to faith in Messiah like never before, Israel included. Many, 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 many Jews for the first time in 2,000 years during this time of war coming to faith in Christ. We're hearing about it. We're reading about it. For if the first fruits is holy, think about it. who's the first fruits? What's he talking about? The lump is also holy. <laughs> the first fruits would be the house of Israel and their salvation, the remnant believing house of the Jew. The lump, well, you and I, Gentile friends, Muslim friends, atheist friends, we're the lump. Doesn't sound very attractive, does it? But they're the first fruits. Gospel went to them first, and we are the lump. <laughs> For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you being a wild olive tree, that's us Gentiles, were grafted in among them and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree. Do not boast against the branches, but if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. Guys, listen, people, I have all my Christian life have said, if God doesn't keep his promises to Israel and to the believing house of Israel, the remnant, then he's not going to keep his promise to you who have been grafted in. He doesn't have to. It's perfect theology. God promised the believing house of Israel there will be a believing house of Israel. There will be Jews who believe based on his covenant promises, that's eternal. If he doesn't keep those promises, you're not, and I'm not going to go to heaven. Think about it. Who, do you, who in the world do you and I think we are that that which has been grafted in can say to the root of it all, you don't belong. How dare we? We are so arrogant and ignorant and quite frankly, theologically stupid, that we would, who have been grafted in by the grace of God to the commonwealth of Israel, the Bible says, say to them, you don't matter? Oh my goodness. That is the epitome of, of ingratitude and, and, and pride. Uh, no, we are to provoke the Jew to jealousy. And this is, our, this is one of our golden moments right now with what's going on in the world. Uh, will you say then branches were broken off that I may be grafted in? Well said, because of unbelief, they were broken off and you stand by faith. Do not be haughty or proud, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. 
Oh, man, that's awesome. Therefore, consider the goodness and the severity of God on those who fell, severity, but toward you, goodness. If you continue in his goodness, otherwise you also will be cut off. Man, that's powerful. We have to stop for time's sake right now, but you need to think about that for a moment. Oh, our church doesn't even talk about Israel. Get out of the church. Our, ch our pastor would never bring this up. He says that we've replaced Israel. Get out of that church. Flee. Dust off your feet and go. Because I, gotta, I promise you right now, that church has got such messed up eschatology, end-time Bible prophecy knowledge, they're totally messed up, and you've got, uh, you've got no exciting, thrilling, blessed hope of the fact that Christ could appear in the atmosphere right now to do 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, or John 14, 1, 2, and 3. Uh, you have no hope of that because your pastor, your, the ministry that you attend, has said, nope, Israel's gone. The Jew doesn't matter. It's all legit. We are now the Jew. We call ourselves the Jew, and uh, the, the church is Israel. And I tell you, your theology is so, so messed up. No, let the Bible speak to you. And Gentiles, be thankful that you've been grafted in. We should not boast against the root. By God's grace, we have been grafted in to the stock or the root. And we need to be careful about that. Find a Jew, love on them, tell them you're praying for them, tell Israel you're praying for them. I don't care what they say back. I don't care if they throw rocks at us and say, leave me alone, you crazy Gentiles. Love on them because we're commanded to do that. Listen, you guys, as always, we believe here at Real Life that it's always time for you to it's always time for you to live out what you believe in. It's time for real life. And if these messages are, are mattering to you, if this podcast is making a difference to you, the greatest compliment that you can give is what we tell you on the intros or the outros. That is hit subscribe. Give us a rating. Give us a five-star rating that really helps in the algorithm uh, in the social media world. It bumps us up. The computers think that uh, the world needs to hear this, and so they will probably propagate or they will they will promote more of these podcasts that's your part look we, we're bringing it to you you can help us out by joining the team by subscribing and by giving us that like button and telling others okay god bless you guys until next time this jack kemp's podcast as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities are listener supported will you consider partnering with us through a special gift Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. 
depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.